Well, good morning. I'd like to welcome you again to our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And if you have a Bible, I'd like to ask you to take it to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 again. And today we're looking at verses 18 through 20 together. Again, that's Ecclesiastes 5 verses 18 through 20. Let's read it together. Behold that which I've seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all the labor that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life, which God giveth him, for it is his portion. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth, and hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. For he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God answered him in the joy of his heart. Now when we come to this passage here, we are continuing to discuss this issue of how a person living in a fallen world should relate to material possessions. And so I want to give you a simple summary statement, and then from that we'll look at what is a simple yet very important lesson. Here's a summary statement. We need to learn to be grateful for the blessings we enjoy. Such a simple thing. It's something that we teach our children, but the truth is as we get older, a lot of times we don't live in the light of that simple principle that we teach our kids. Learn to be grateful for the blessings you enjoy. There are two facts in this passage that I want to point out to you. The first fact is this. We have to learn and choose to be content with what we have. In verse 18, he says, Behold, that which I've seen, it is good and it is comely. We could Another way to put that is it's appropriate. It makes sense. It's what's right. It's comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life which God giveth him, it is his portion. Now, when he talks about it being a portion, we need to think of it in this way. It's like God is the one who is ultimately sustaining this person. He's the one that's looking out for them. And God says, this is what I'm going to give to you to sustain you and to carry you through this world. God is the one who ultimately, as sovereign ruler over all things, who determines what he gives us and what he chooses not to give us. And so he basically says, we need to learn to enjoy and be appreciative of what God gives us. In spite of all the challenges and vanities of life, we should enjoy that what we have from God is a good gift. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, this is how Paul expresses this concept. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. What's interesting is what Paul expresses to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 is really the application of what Solomon is saying here in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. He's saying, listen, this world is full of a lot of emptiness and a lot of vanity. The things that we can hold in our hands are not going to last forever. It's something that God has given to us. And so we have to learn to be appreciative, to be grateful, to be content with what God has given us. In other words, rather than being unsettled about what we don't have, we need to learn to be grateful and happy with what we do have. And what's so interesting is in, in chapter 5, we've talked about really kind of this progression of how people relate to, incorrectly relate to things like material possessions. We talked about the tragedy of those who abuse authority. And what really is at the heart of people abusing authority, according to what Solomon's talking about? Well, it's the fact that they're greedy. They're not content with what they have. And so the power that they have, the position that they have, they're using it to take advantage of other people to increase themselves. And there's no end to that 
because this this passion called greed is something that is never fully satisfied. And so he's talking about how a person who is living for something that's empty actually takes advantage of people who have real value to get something that's never going to satisfy them. And so he talks about that being this terrible tragedy, a terrible abuse. The second thing we talked about yesterday was the fact that that materialism really has a lot of ironies associated with it. The fact is the more that I want, the more that I'm going to want. The more that I think I'm going to find satisfaction in stuff, the more I'm going to realize that I don't find satisfaction in stuff. But when I'm caught up in this materialism, what happens? It's very difficult, almost impossible, to break this, this, this bondage that we have to a longing and a loving of stuff. And so he talks about some of the ironies of materialism, how what we think it's going to give us, it doesn't give us. And even when we begin to recognize that it doesn't give us that, we still are bound by this lustful passion to get those things. So today he basically says this, just learn to appreciate what God gives you. That phrase, it is your portion, is such an important thing. It is the gift of God, such an important phrase. And so what does that do? It reminds us that there's an eternal God and there are temporary things. And the eternal God who gives us temporary things for a moment is the one that we ultimately should be focused on and the one that we should be appreciative to. The second thing that we're going to see in this passage is that we need to see that the enjoyment of the good gifts of God is in itself a gift from God. In other words, God can bless a person materially, but because of their perspective, they don't recognize it as a blessing or they don't appreciate it. They don't enjoy those things. In other words, it's not just the accumulation of stuff, but it is the ability to have the perspective to enjoy those things that is the real gift from God. Here's how he puts it in verse 19. Every man also whom God hath given riches and wealth and hath given him the power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. Now don't miss what Solomon's saying here. He says God gives us according to his own purposes. He says it's God who gives riches and wealth. We don't have the ability and the power to just do whatever we want. There is always a ceiling to what we can accomplish in life. There's always a season. And who is the one that ultimately determines the cap? Or we could say the ceiling of what we're able to accomplish. It's God. In other words, he says, when you have stuff, you need to recognize that God's given it to you. It's a gift. And he's given it to you according to his own wisdom and his own purposes. And he has the right to do it how he chooses to do it. The second thing that he mentions in this verse is that God is the one who gives us the ability to actually use what we have. He puts it like this. He hath given him the power to eat. It's not just that a person has something, but they're actually able to use that thing that they have. You know, think about someone who goes to college, goes to the university. They get a degree. Maybe they even go into debt so that they can get that degree. And at the end of it all, they get that degree and they hold it in their hands and it it represents a lot of work and it represents a huge debt and they go to get a job and they find out that the degree that they worked so hard for, that they paid so much money for and they're continuing to pay money for it, that degree does not have value in the real world. 
they're not actually able to get a job with the degree that they have. And you say, how in the world is that possible? Well, the reality is just because you have something doesn't mean you can use that thing. So what is it that enables a person to actually use what they have? Well, that's God's good hand. God is the one who enables people to not just possess things, but to actually benefit from the possession of those things, to actually benefit from the ability to use those things. And so Solomon emphasizes that it's not just the stuff, but it's the ability to use the stuff in a productive way. Well, then he mentions a third thing that is ultimately a gift from God. And that is that God gives us the heart to keep this all in perspective. He says to rejoice in his labors is the gift of God. So he says, if you have something, God gave it to you. If you're actually able to use it productively, God gave you the ability to use it productively. And if you actually enjoy the things that you have and the ability to use the things that you have, that's ultimately a gift from God. What does that tell us? That tells us that we need to be grateful. That tells us we need to be humble. That tells us that we're not entitled. It reminds us that things, the ability to use them, and the enjoyment of those things is ultimately something that God gives us. And so we need to be a people who are grateful. I want to come down to a final practical thought. And this is really a series of questions that I think are all about the perspective that we need when it comes to material possessions. What kind of a perspective should you and I have when it comes to interacting with a material world? Well, the first question I think we should always ask ourselves is this. Do I really have the right to the things that I want? There's a difference between wanting something and needing something. There's a difference between having a right to something and having something that is graciously given to you that you do not have the right to. And I think that a lot of times we begin to believe in our minds that we are entitled to things that we are not entitled to. And when we believe we're entitled to something, rather than seeing it as a gracious gift from God, guess what? We do not appreciate it. We appreciate things that we get that we don't deserve. We expect things that we believe we're entitled to. And so a major part of having the right perspective on material possessions is to begin with this fact that we are not entitled to the good things that we often want. A second question we should ask our, ourselves is, am I really sufficient or am I dependent? Am I self-sufficient? Can I do it myself? Do I have the power to get what I want? Do I have the power to use what I have? Do I have the power to enjoy what I'm using and what I have? Or is that ultimately something that God gives me the ability to do? And the answer is we're not self-sufficient. The answer is that we're not the creator. We are the creature. The, the answer is that we're not the ones who sustain, but we're the ones that are being sustained. And so a major portion of our, of our, of our perspective should be rooted in the fact that I'm dependent upon a creator and I'm dependent upon a sustainer and I'm the recipient of one who gives gracious gifts. I'm not entitled. I don't, I don't deserve. I need to remind, remind myself of that. And that's an important part of being grateful. A third point that we see here. Does God have the right to prosper us as he sees fit? You know, a lot of people believe that God does not have the right 
to treat one person better than another person. Well, the fact is he's God. He's not dependent on on any of those things that we're dependent on. He has the right to prosper one and to bring one down. He has the right to give one a position of authority and to put another in a position that is that is not an authority. God has the right to, in, to allow people to live long lives, and he has the right to, to give people short lives. The fact is that we need to recognize that God is the ruler, not us. He doesn't answer to us. We answer to him. And so when we begin to have this perspective that we don't have the right to what we want, but rather it's a good gift from God, it's all about his grace towards us, all of a sudden we begin to recognize, you know what? I need to be grateful for what I have. A fourth question. Is my heart fixed on the eternal God who doesn't change or the temporal things that he allows me to enjoy and manage for just a few moments? The fact is that everything that we handle in this world, there's going to be a day when it wears out. There's going to be a day when we can't use it anymore. There's going to be a day when we don't need it anymore. But God's not like that. God is consistent. God doesn't change. He's eternal. And what really matters is not how we relate to the stuff that he gives us for the moment, but how we relate to the one who is unchanging and forever, who gives us those things to manage and to enjoy. And so this is a major part of our perspective. Gratitude comes from the fact that we recognize there's someone bigger than us who's permanent, and that's God. And the last question I'll ask is this. Where does a healthy perspective ultimately come from? Well, it comes from God. The fact is, as I live in this world and I don't think about God in eternity, I will not have the perspective that I need to be grateful. In other words, the God-centered worldview is what enables me to actually relate properly to the things that God gives me. And so as we think about this issue of being grateful, we need to recognize that at the heart of gratitude is a proper view of God. And at the heart of ingratitude, is a warped view of God, a misplaced sense of values. I want to close with this one final statement that we find in the book of Romans. Because in Romans chapter 1, Paul really breaks down the fundamental problem with humanity. And the fundamental problem with humanity is not that we don't know God, but that we don't show gratitude to him and glorify him as God. And here's what he says, when they knew God, They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. When we are ungrateful, it really strikes at the heart of a broken worldview. If we see God as he is, and we see ourselves as we actually are, And we see the things that God allows us to possess, to use, and to enjoy as good gifts from his hand. All of a sudden, we're going to see God as he is and glorify him as he is. We're going to be grateful to him because we're not entitled to the good gifts of life. And all of a sudden, we will begin to live life in relation to things the way that God wants us to. If this has been an encouragement to you today, I hope that you'll share that. Perhaps just share a note of encouragement. It's been good to be able to sit down and go through this passage with you today. Lord willing, tomorrow we will continue in our study in Ecclesiastes. 
And so I look forward to being able to speak with you tomorrow. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity to study this important text of Scripture, to recognize that we are not entitled to the material possessions that we often desire. But when we do possess these things, and when we enjoy these things, and we have the power to use them, these are all gifts from your good hand. Help us to be grateful and humble people who recognize that we are simply creatures being sustained by the eternal sovereign of all things. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, it's been good to talk to each of you this morning, and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Bye now.